Hi, Dave. Hi, Eric. Hey, Dave. Do we curse on this podcast? Yes, Eric. Yes, we do. Hi, everyone. It's Eric and Dave, your friends at the Adventures in Collecting podcast. We hope that you're staying safe and healthy throughout this incredibly unprecedented time and current health crisis we're going through. Everyone, including young adults, is at risk for coronavirus. And the best way to protect yourself is to stay at home and practice safe social distancing. Staying at home helps lower the risk for everyone, including your family members and those most at risk. Yeah, just avoid eating or drinking at bars, restaurants, and food courts. Use drive through or delivery options, and stay at home if you're not feeling well. If you have any symptoms of fever, dry cough, or shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. Most of all, just take care of yourself and your family, and enjoy this episode of the podcast. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome Welcome to to Adventures Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. Uh, we're, We're back with another episode, right, Dave? We are. We're here. And again, still separate. Yes, still still separate. We are we are indeed social distancing, and we are also social distancing with somebody all the way from Arizona today, Dave. We are. So so from Denmark to Arizona. <laughs> it's where we're traveling the world without going anywhere. Accurate. Accurate. On today's episode. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to bury the lead. Uh, today we have with us, uh, based out of Phoenix, Arizona, Ty Butler manages the DC content coming from McFarlane Toys. Uh, he's also an incredible toy photographer with an equally as impressive toy collection that he, he recently showed on, on Instagram. <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast, Ty. We're, we're happy to have you. Well, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm stoked to be on and talk to you guys. So it's great yeah. to have you here. Yeah, thank you again. Yeah. So, yeah, before we kind of jump into everything, we always um, ask our guests what they're collecting right now and what toys have you the most excited. So um, what are you collecting right now, Ty? Yeah, um, right now, mainly uh, just DC Universe Classics. I'm going back and getting a bunch of those uh, that I didn't have. Uh, well, I'm, right now, I'm trying to hunt down that new Black Series wave of uh, the commander Bly and the uh dooku and those have been <laughs> it's been kind of a mess with everything going on it seems like at least in my area nothing new has been put out yet so and it's kind of i don't want to go to walmart's or anything like that i'm trying to check online and not pay all those crazy ebay prices but uh yeah mainly like right now just that uh, i found a couple of the newer marvel legends waves and those have been uh pretty solid so far and uh yeah no i Mainly it's a lot of six-inch stuff right now and some of the older DC stuff. And it's been kind of cool building off of going through each wave of uh, the old DC Universe classics and picking up the ones I never had. So, yeah. Now, now with your, you know, we'll get more into it a little bit later, but with your, your role with uh, McFarland Toys, are any of the, the DC, uh, the DCU figures, are, are they providing any sort of inspiration? Are they, um, are they sparking any, any ideas getting the gears turning? 
that's the idea. That's kind of my whole spiel on getting them for the most part. It's like, yeah, it's like good for me. It's like, cool. I, I have all these cool characters and stuff like that on my shelf and they pop, but it's, I can also use it as a, a way to show Todd like, Hey, let's do more of these or like do something like this, but like better. And, uh, cause some of those older DC stuff, like there's like a lot of limited, uh, limit or limit limitations when it comes to the articulation and everything like that. And some of the details on them weren't like as, I don't know, like they're not as, not as present, but I, I think we, that's kind of my goal. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like they're more in the realm of toys, right? And yeah. what, what you guys are doing are more in the realm of, of collectibles. And, you know, that whole issue of, of scale and articulation and detail, I mean, that's what kind of separates the two buckets, right? Is, you know, is that level of detail. Yeah, and that's what I've been trying to tell people. It's like we're, we have this awesome license, and I think we can really, really just gain off of that license and just making some cool action figures that have never been seen before that DC can like bring or like the brand of DC can bring to the table. It's like with the old McFarlane detail and a mix with DC, it'd be insane. And I think some of the new stuff we have coming out is really going to show that. Is it also like extra cool when you're when you're scouring online for stuff that you're looking for to see stuff that you've you've done that you've worked on? Yeah, no, it's it's been it's definitely surreal. It's I think my first figure I worked on while I was here was the uh, the Doomslayer figure that we just did, and it's it it was just I don't know, I, I bought three extra ones just to have because my images are all over the box, and uh, I, I think that's kind of cool and. Uh, I think that and the the Mortal Kombat stuff, the Scorpion and Sub Zero, those images I had a blast with, and I uh, like I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan, so that really hit my heart. So it was, it, it's it's awesome. I'm so stoked to like just keep seeing that kind of stuff, and I'm stoked to see more of like the next DC stuff coming out too. That's the ones I kind of had more of a a play in or my hand into, but it's still really cool. To like, oh yeah, I shot those photographs. That's that's awesome. So. I have to tell you personally, I I hadn't played a Mortal Kombat game in in probably uh, like 15, 16 years. Like it had been a long time. The mm-hmm. this wave of of toys, this the Scorpion figure, of course, Spawn being included as a downloadable character, um, that actually got me back into the game. I I picked up uh, Mortal Kombat 11, and I I can't put it down. It's just it's so like batshit crazy and violent, and like at the same time, like oddly beautiful. Um, (laughs) and, and, you know, we, we featured the one photo that you had, um, that you had posted the other day, the one with, uh, with Scorpion ripping somebody in half. Yeah. Um, It's, you know, the photography that you do with the figures, like it, it, it really does amaze us. You know, when we, when we see you recreate like the covers and, you know, of of course the stuff that you did with, with, um, the Mortal Kombat 11 spawn, like it's, it's incredible work. It really is. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's, that's like one thing me and uh, my buddy, uh, tagged him in a few things the plastic rip guy plastic rip grimes his name's noah he's our graphic designer at mcfarland he me and him both just feed off of each other and we're like hey let's replicate this cover let's let's do this so it's kind of cool to have someone there to like kind of gain inspiration from and draw more ideas off of so we're going to keep doing that and going back to the the mortal Kombat stuff like that game is <laughs> ridiculous like you're saying and uh, I think they have an awesome roster that a lot of those characters don't have a lot of love in action figure form. And I think we can definitely like 
get more of those out because the line's doing awesome. And especially like the spawn coming out, um, that one did huge numbers for us. And uh, same with the Scorpion and Sub-Zero. My personal favorite is the Johnny Cage. And, yeah, it's uh, a great figure. It's a yeah, great he's figure. Cool. He, he's sweet. And uh, it's like people, like, I know, like, there's some limitations with the articulation in Scorpion and Sub-Zero. It's like, just please pick up Johnny Cage and just, like, base your opinions off of that. Yeah, now, you were you were talking a little bit about that Johnny Cage figure on the interview you recently did with, with, um, with Toy Shiz. How... Yeah. The, the neck articulation on that figure is actually a little bit different. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, no, he has a, it's, it's weird because it's a separate neck joint on top of just the head. Like the neck is, uh, it's not fused to the body like most figures. It has its own little divot and ball joint inside the chest cavity. And it just plugs in there. And then there is a ball hinge on top of the head or in the, the neck joint. So it's, it's definitely unique and it's, it's fun. Like you can actually get him like tilt his head in different ways and like get him to show more of his like cockier side. So, uh, I, I, we were, I was saying in like the, the Toysha's interview, we, for the, the white knight stuff coming out, the Azrael that we, uh, we're putting out has that same kind of mechanism, but it also has head articulation underneath the hood, which the arrow figure from our first wave didn't have. And I know a lot of people were upset, including me that it, you can't, rotate his head underneath the hood yeah and i i love to see you know how you guys actually are kind of evolving on the spot and we both got that impression from from you when we first met at at toy fair and we were talking a little bit about it i you know there are admittedly some some issues with the the first wave of the dc figures but like it's clear unlike other things we're like, you know, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus because I, I know we're both fellow Marvel Legends collectors, but like, you know, there will be complaints about, you know, a, a, a body piece and they'll just continue using it regardless of those complaints. I feel mm-hmm. like you guys are being very nimble in terms of taking feedback and kind of trying to evolve how these figures work. And, and to me, that's that's very evident. It's very evident that you guys are doing that. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's kind of the that's it's kind of like what we're trying to do, and it's always just a progression. And it's like you're saying, like the Marvel Legends, they eventually progressed until what they got now, and their molds right now are awesome. At least in my yeah. opinion, with like articulation and stuff. And I think we can event like we can get there and maybe do even more. And I I think we're at a good point right now, and just I think the process we have right now too, and just always like communicating and adapting. And showing people, or like showing just people back here in the front, hey, let's let's try this, let's do this. This didn't work the first time. Let's try it next time. Like, I I think it's a, like I said, it's a it's a evolving process. But I think right now we're we're definitely uh, we're trying our best. So, well, well, first of all, thank you for for listening. It's it's great to not only be able to connect directly with you know, the, the people who are responsible for the products, but, you know, the fact that you actually respond and, you know, we've, we've seen you pop up countless times in other places. Um, you know, it really, it really does make a difference. It really, really does make a difference. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to be like an at, like just someone there that like people can like talk to essentially that's in a tour, like in this position. And that's kind of what I would want if I were not in this position. And Kind of just like, I don't know, just make it seem like they're, I mean, I'm, we're, we are here for you guys. And that's kind of the goal. 
and just have a connection from collector to like company. So, well, speaking of, of evolution and, and being a collector yourself, how, how did going back to the, the box art and, you know, the, the, the actual like, uh, inception of these figures how did you get into kind of like toy photography and how did you get into that part of the business well um i i've been on youtube forever just i never really made videos or anything but i always followed these guys that originally did articulated comic book art with like book nice 10 and all them and i remember when that was arising that i don't that was like 10 years ago it seems like i think and I started from there just like getting inspiration, like actually cutting out like old comic books, just bubbles and everything. And just doing my own kind of just photos like that. And then I went to school for photography at uh, Northern Arizona university in Flagstaff here in Arizona. And uh, I did a lot of product photography and a lot of sports photography. And so I kind of built up a strong portfolio from there. And, um, I just found this position online and I was like, Hey, like this, it, there's no other person in like Arizona that can get this job, but me, like I, I need this job. So, um, but yeah, I, I've always just been just shooting just fun photos of all my figures and just, uh, I, I find it just a lot of enjoyment and seeing what kind of cool action shots and poses I can get them into and then turning it into a career is just insane. Yeah, and we definitely saw that with the uh, the murals that you had set up at Toy Fair. Um, they were, those were outstanding. Thank you. Yeah, the the dioramas. Yeah, they they were me and uh, our painter Nathan and Noah. Like I've been saying, uh, took like a month just to knock all of those out, and uh, we uh, like oh, it was it was it was such a fun process. We make all our own sets and everything here too out of just foam. So a lot of the stuff you'll see in the photos we we've have made here so uh, i think the, that's like our biggest one yet yeah, the the dc stuff that we had that big city block i think our goal right now is to keep expanding on that and just adding to it even more for like the next shows because i know we're gonna have more figures to show and they need to fit on those so uh very we're, cool we're really stoked <laughs> um so now you were saying that like this is a job that like this is a job for you only you could do this um how long ago did you start working with mcfarland I'm coming up on my one year mark. Actually, it's uh, I started May first of last year. No shit! Congratulations! Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, no, it's it. It definitely was super super unexpected, but I I I made it like a a goal. Like just a, I I was determined, just like to really just go at it and just pursue this as much as I could. And they they liked my stuff, so I'm I'm happy they chose me. So. And and how did you how did you transition from photographer and uh, you know kind of graphics department to heading the <laughs> the DC content coming from uh, from the company? Yeah, so that was definitely really random. But also, um, it was like at the time I had applied, it was announced that McFarlane had gotten the DC license, so that gave me even more motivation to do it. And I was like. I have to like jump in and just, just see like what it's all about. Right. And, uh, I got in and the old, there was the, the DC brand manager that was there. Um, his name's Evan. He's an awesome dude, like such a cool dude. And he, uh, me and him, I was just like, when I introduced myself, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm really big into DC. So like, if you ever need anything, let me know. And he ended up coming to me and just like, just 
talking about it and just he showed how all right, I showed him how much like I knew my stuff and he kind of showed me to Todd and just kind of went from there. And then he ended up moving on to a different uh, position elsewhere and kind of like pushed me more into Todd's ear. And then it's, it's not really a brand manager position. It's more of a content expert thing. So it's showing or them what's popular right now, like what characters that need to be made um, articulation. I can throw in my, my two cents pretty much and just kind of go back and forth with Todd and like everyone there at McFarlane. So so it's almost um, like an, an advisory role. Pretty much, yeah. But I I do definitely have some power in it. So it's been it's cool to like go back and forth with Todd though. Like even if he's like not totally convinced, like, oh, we should definitely do this because of this. Like and he gives me his feedback, I'll give him mine. And it's like it, it's a it's definitely like uh it, it's a very unique position, but I'm I'm very stoked to be in it. So yeah, I mean, I can I can only imagine, you know, we've so we were fortunate enough to get to, uh, time with Todd at New York Toy Fair. And that's the first time that um, Dave and I you know, had ever met him, you know, at all of like the fan events we'd ever been to. You know, we're both really big fans. So it was kind of like a pinch me moment for, for both of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I can't imagine I, I cannot imagine trying to, for the lack of a better term, like cage him. Like put him in a in a box and be like, "Hey, Todd, no, I think we should do this." Like, like I, I can't it's, imagine being in that oh, position. I, I'm intimidated. Like it's 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 definitely a, a scary moment at first, but like he's he's such a cool dude, and like I'm saying, he's he's an awesome, like just a, an amazing person, just super cool, super down to earth, and an amazing boss too. And I think we have a lot of trust with each, like just in general, and it's just. Uh, I, I, you're saying it's like my first day that I was there. I just, I, of all things, I met his dog first before I met him and his dog, like he let his dog just run around in the office and it just came into my office. Like, Whoa, why is this dog here? And he came around. He's like, well, this is the guy I've been hearing about. I was like, Oh my God, that's, that's insane. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, he, oh, man. It's, it's been such a cool experience and just to be like able to work with one of my childhood heroes and just, the creator of spawn like that's insane so we we kind of started getting into you know the, the feedback of of fans and everything and you know the the articulation and and scale and everything um in uh Toysha's interview with with todd he uh he kind of gave a little bit of his insight into how he thinks about articulation which I, totally blew my mind because i'm I, I collect two, really two figures for for the most part. I collect six inch, highly articulated guys, and I collect you know three and three quarter, five part points of articulation Star Wars figures. Like those are yeah. like my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So to me, there's no in between. It's the five points are like twenty <laughs> twenty plus, you know. Yeah. Um, but that consideration, you know, going into like the figures that McFarlane has made for years, and like the bread and butter of like the semi posable statue esque figures. What you don't of, assume there's room for agility there. Yeah. What what kind of challenges does that present to you guys in terms of of getting out these new DC figures and like what the fans expect from them? Yeah, no, it it's it's definitely like you're saying, it's, there's a lot of times where it's hard to talk to Todd about those kind of things, but also like he's very open to it too. And he kind of likes that like pushback a little bit, but or like at least to hear your your 
like your words essentially just like your reasons um but i think just like overall the success of like the first like the Fortnite waves like that kind of showed hey people are interested in like they they need articulation and i think that's kind of the standard he has from moving forward i think some of the inter- i read i watched that interview too with him and uh Toishas, but i think a lot of the time like what at least what i'm getting from it or is this like he it's like uh if you've seen the newest like black series wave where he was saying that some or like how he was saying that some figures are uh they don't need certain articulation points it's like the new black series wave where the the knight of ren figure where he has only single jointed knees it's like yeah. i get it because the costume design only allows me to do so much and i i think that's what he's meaning more like that not yeah. where it's like oh it'll be completely statuesque like if you see did you see the um the video he posted yesterday of the Kickstarter spawn. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what he's more meaning. Like he's, he's, he's adding articulation, but it's, there's definitely some that aren't there, but it's, it's very, it's very different based on the character's design as well. I know he really wants to keep the aesthetic and just the overall look of a costume. And I know like the whole reason behind like the torso articulation for that is, like spawns uh design with like all his like the chest design where it has the the white stripes going through he doesn't like when that gets broken up so it's a lot of that going into it too so there are definitely some challenges with that but for the most part like um i i think we got a good system going on but um it it's just a, like you said it's like kind of a, an improving process as well and just seeing hey like this could work hey if this didn't work let's do it again next time so, or do it differently next time. So there is something to be said too about articulation making sense. Yeah, like you know, Spawn shouldn't be able to do splits because Spawn doesn't do splits. Like, yeah, you should be able to crouch. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I get you. Like that's a hundred percent it too. Well, even you know, even somebody as you know, going going back to Marvel Legends, you know, somebody that's as you know, kind of limber and stretchy as Spider Man. It mm-hmm. still looks funny when he has a standard like twist at the waist because yeah. you try to take a picture of him and all of a sudden, you know, like you have this chunk of unpainted plastic that's sticking out because you've rotated him at the at the waist and yeah. the lines aren't matching up. His hips are now like completely out of whack. Like it, it's it's almost it almost is too much articulation. And that sounds crazy because I love posing my figures and taking pictures of them. But like I I get that. And it, it, to me, like, I feel like that amount of care going into something, especially like the Kickstarter spawn and, you know, all the detail and clear, like labor of love that that is like, I actually kind of love that he doesn't twist at the waist. I, I saw some people yeah. griping about it, but I'm, I, I kind of like it. I'm, yeah. I, I don't, I don't have a complaint about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's, um, I think one way too, though, we're kind of going around a lot of that, is if you, I think I to show you guys the uh, the Shoto figure for Shoto figure from My Hero Academia, how he has like that rubberized torso and you can really bend him in, like there's an ab yes. crunch underneath it. Yes, I think yes, we're yes. really messing around with that kind of joint in future waves and other related things. And I think that's really gonna take off, and I think people are really gonna enjoy that because I think the the next few we have coming out that have that are are gonna blow people's minds. I think that's it, it, it's so cool. I can't really talk too much on it, but that's that's what I'm super excited for. Fair enough. Fair. Enough. We won't we won't push you. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I, I'm excited to talk about it. So it's like I can 
kind of hint at, you know? Well, so. well, in, in terms of, in terms of innovation, you know, you guys did something really interesting with the whole, like, uh, you know, but prior to you guys having the license, it was Mattel, right? So they had the, the connect a figure or like click and mm-hmm. connect, whatever they called it, or Marvel has the, the build a figure. You guys did something, something interesting with your, your build a figure model with the, the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, definitely unique, different take. I know Todd really wanted to do a Batmobile. I thought that that was really interesting because when you put that thing together, you know, granted, of course, it obviously doesn't scale with the figures, but like, it's a great model. Like it's, yeah. It's a cool little display Batmobile for sure. Yeah, I, I personally like am. I'm not the biggest fan of it, and like I would prefer to do something bigger, but obviously we can't do that. (laughs) That'd be massive and probably super expensive. But um, the way he was explaining, where he's saying that you can, like, the goal is to have a bunch of different Batmobiles over the course of like the, the time we have the license. That would be awesome if we had like like 20 Batmobiles or different kind of vehicles that he's used in different lines. But um, like just one by itself, not as cool, but I think like an army of them would be kind of cool. Yeah. And they're, and they're a fun size too. Like they're, they're not, um, you know, they're not super tiny and you know, they're not huge and clunky like a, like a big expensive vehicle would be. But I, I thought yeah. it was interesting that that take on it and, you know, to the point of, you know, kind of re-engineering the articulation of some figures to kind of, you know, hide the joints and make them bend a little bit more realistically. Do you mm-hmm. guys have any other future, you know, plans for the the Build-A-Figure line, you know, outside of Batmobiles? Like any other kind of like innovative things you're thinking about? Or, or Yeah, so um, I know Todd, uh, one thing we've, we've really been talking about, and like I know Todd has said it a million times, it's like he he likes build of figures, but he thinks you should be able just to like put out a bigger figure instead of just making you buy all the individual figures. Cause there are some that kind of get left out or like that are like not as treated as well, essentially. It's like with Marvel, like some of the Marvel legend stuff. It's like, there's some characters like, oh, I don't really care about this one. Like, but I have to get it for the build a figure. He wants to make one for every single character has the same amount of love and passion put into it. So, um, I, I definitely think right now we're talking about doing like bigger characters and like a bigger pack kind of thing. Uh, but on top of that, I know there is a, there is a plan for a build a figure. I don't know too much more than that though. Yeah. I mean, I got to imagine based on just kind of his MO, like going all the way back to like the original spawn series line with, with, um, overkill i mean that was a huge chunk of plastic in the same size box as you know spawn with his plank with a nail through it you know like it it was it was wild and like even even the the first um you know those first waves of the dc figures with the the batman unchained and the um and the or the superman unchained and the 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 batman in the armor figure like like yeah it doesn't surprise me that he wants to cram as much plastic as he could possibly can into the package like that not Mm -hmm. surprised yeah so i got to imagine that the build a figure he's he's likely planning is probably a bit like massive <laughs> it's yeah yeah um so you recently posted a bunch of stories going through your collection um why did you why did your spawn stuff need a very clear sign on it uh so yeah no i um the the picture i showed was uh all my all my spawn stuff in my office and it says Ty's personal collection, do not touch. It is for Todd, essentially, because 
he'll come in sometimes and get, grab some ideas and just will grab them and take them off elsewhere and then just will forget to put them back or just will lose them. I'm like, cool. But, uh, you know, graphic designers like put that up and they sure that wasn't going to happen anymore. But occasionally it happens, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, because those those videos that he posts are, I mean, it's it's almost as much as as much fun as like finding out what the actual update is to the the, the spawn campaign. Yeah. Seeing like the video that he's going to put out about it. Um, I've, and, I've enjoyed Todd with the signs. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. same goes for when you guys launched the, the DCE um, multiverse products. Like those first couple videos of him just kind of like walking through opening a figure in the office. Like yeah. there, he is just, he is such a wild personality that mm-hmm. he is he is as entertaining as the product he produces. And I, I have to imagine that like, are, are you at all a part of making those videos with him or? Um, I was a part of making the um, the first Kickstarter video, like the initial launch one, where he's talking about the whole history and like how everything's going to break down. Um, but the the ones where he's been announcing all the goals, that wasn't me. But I have helped a little bit with like those, like the DC stuff, like that. I was a, like that was in my office when he opened up all those figures first. <laughs> so it, it was definitely a wild experience, but. <laughs> It's fun to watch. And and you could tell, like, it, this is this is sheer enjoyment. Like, this is... Todd's at the same level that we are. Like, when, you know... my I think my Wonder Woman's getting delivered next week. Like, that's... I'm going to be pumped to be opening that. Like, it's... Yeah. Well, at the same... He's he's a fan of heart at the same time. And it's like, he, he makes a lot of this stuff for himself, too. And it's like, it's like, what if I... Like, I want to make something that I would enjoy. So, I'm... <laughs> He's, he's basically opening what he, he just created. And I, yeah, no, I, I get the same excitement from opening stuff that I've worked on too. And it's just, it, it's, it's very cool to see though. That's, and, that's gotta be surreal in a sense. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And it's just, again, it's like, I kind of ask myself, like, I, I tell myself, I'm like, dude, like the worst day that you have at the office is like, oh, like, I don't know if like a certain character you want is like, maybe in question or like whatever, like you're still making figures at the end of the day and like you're doing what you love. So it's like, it's so like, so cool. And you get to hang out with Todd like every day. So, <laughs> so, so your, your collection, we, you know, we, we've mentioned it a couple of times. Your collection is massive. Um, you posted pictures of your shelves, you know, you, you kind of have, you have a wide array of, of superheroes and, and villains and Star Wars characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Are there are there characters that are missing from your collection that like you want to make specifically? Like are there like do you have like goals of your own in terms of man, it'd be really great if I could get Todd to make this figure or like oh, that for figure. sure. Yeah, no, I I definitely want to expand a little bit more like on a lot of the like the flashpoint stuff. I definitely think we need to make a, a solid Thomas Wayne Batman. Um, that, that's right up the McFarlane alley. Right exactly. Like the, pointy, the pointy cape on the shoulders. That's like mm-hmm. super, super Todd. Uh, but uh, definitely Flashpoint stuff. Uh, like I said, Demon Etrion is like one of my favorite characters. I would love to do a Justice League Dark. Um, just a lot of characters that like haven't had figures before either. It's like a, a Godspeed, the the Flash villain. 
Oh my god, uh, I'm just thinking. I'm just. I I know you guys mentioned it on the the Toysha's interview, but I'm thinking like how awesome a a McFarland Toys Swamp Thing would be. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Swamp Thing, I think, is definitely overdue. I think. Yeah, he he would be awesome as just like a super big character and just with the McFarland detail too would be awesome. And uh, monsters are are the bread and butter of of the McFarland brand. Yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, that's got to be one. And and I'm I'm surprised. I I I'm sure there's like a, a calling out for him out there. I'm surprised I haven't seen more of it. To be honest. Yeah. No. For sure. It's it's like the the TV show is just on. Yeah, I was gonna say, especially with the series just having happened. Yeah, so I definitely think we can capitalize on the hype for it right now. And there's the animated movies have been coming out, and I know the, the newest one's coming out soon. Um, but uh, or for Justice League Dark, and I, I definitely I know Todd's a huge fan of like the darker characters. I know he's a huge fan of Doctor Fate too. I think that would be a really cool one to do. He hasn't had a figure in forever, uh, and that one's super, like the DC Universe Classics one's super expensive online. So I think it'd be a, a good way to get people back into it or get, have them have one for their collection, including me. So uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, a shame Mattel just did the Gotham by Gaslight stuff because that would have been great for for McFarland yeah. as well for the for I mean, your line. We can't. It'd be cool to do like uh, just do one maybe later on or even soon doesn't matter. But uh, we do one of him in uh, like a horse or something. Yeah. But, oh, well, uh, well, that's that's a great point. Have you guys have you guys experimented or thought at all about doing like two packs or like a figure with a vehicle? You know, the, right now the only vehicle you guys have put out was the the Bat Raptor, which was super cool, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, very very like niche vehicle. But mm-hmm. have you guys thought about doing any any you know two packs or you know like deluxe figures or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, like. Like I was saying, like, I, I definitely want to get out some sort of motorcycle at some point, either that being like a Red Hood in his motorcycle or Lobo in his motorcycle. And there's like that, uh, I forget what the other one was. Um, I think those would be really cool. Um, even like just to go as far as like doing maybe like a Metron in the Mopius chair would be <laughs> kind of cool from the New Gods. That'd be really cool. Um, yeah, I definitely think that that's definitely a thing to keep going forward since the Bat Raptor did super well. Um, and then two packs, definitely. I, I would imagine we do, we'll do some eventually. Um, maybe more of like a, I don't know, like maybe completing more teams or however, however it'll work into the lineup. I think it'll benefit in a way. But um, I, I think it'll be really cool. It's it's such an expansive universe. Like there's we're we're like just kind of scratching the surface on like obscure characters, let alone anything like that. And it's 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 you know the it's like a possibilities are endless type of of scenario almost. Yeah, and it's like I want to do more of those obscure characters too. It's like heck, McFar or McFarland. Uh, Mattel did a whole line of I think it was like the the dark side wave where it was like C listers for the whole characters. And it's like, I, I would like to do something like that, or not even that, but just more than just, you know, Batman-centric characters. And I know Shit, if, if, if Hasbro can sell Rock Python, you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, can, yeah. you guys can go pretty deep. <laughs> that, that's a lot of my arguments, too. I, I specifically bring that up. <laughs> so... And and plus, do you, do you guys have? I'm sure you guys have access to the the 
the com the the other comic book characters. So outside of the DC stuff, I mean, the last time you know McFarlane did any of the um, like the image characters. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, there's got to be a whole array of figures from from that realm too that you guys could start thinking about. That's that's what I my dream would to be some do some sort of image comics line, but I, I honestly just don't know where that would like sell i know like a lot of people would buy them but it's kind of hard to convince like these big retailers hey like let's do a savage dragon they're like who like (laughs) can i get the max (laughs) like but that would be awesome yeah exactly it's like that'd be awesome just to do something like that do like a -A build-a-figure max even too would be sick oh yeah but um no that's well with the with the kind of temperature of everything changing with this environment the way that you know things are going i mean who, who knows the the, the the kickstarter alone like i i knew you guys were going to knock it out of the park with the kickstarter when when you were talking about it at toy fair and you had that, yeah. that initial model out mm-hmm. but i was flabbergasted with how quickly this this thing like set a fire and exploded like I, yeah. impressed yeah. happy excited all of all of like the positive words i could think of but like for me now looking at something like that like the possibilities are kind of endless like i'm i'm almost at this point i'm i'm less excited for what the next stretch goal is because i'm already in whatever like just whatever he whatever he announces is like fine i don't i don't care at this point but um i'm i'm more excited to see like what's next like what's the next thing it's like you said the possibilities are endless it's like there's a whole array of spawn characters to do and I, I would love to get a redeemer out there or even a, like just easily violator would be super cool and clown. Um, trying to think chapel would be really cool. It's like all the cl- overkill. Like it, it, it'd be insane. And just even like all the different spawn renditions and going back to doing all the old, like medieval spawn and gunslinger yep. spawn, but fully articulated would be so cool. Medieval spawn is always like kind of that first one you think of. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the original one is still one of my favorites, and then like even like the more statue esque ones, I have almost every single one of the medieval ones, and I'm oh, it's so like that. That's a dream character for sure. Unfortunately, I was pretty brutal with my toys when I was younger. So the the only and I had almost that entire wave, like you know the 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 folded up violator, like with the 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 bendy arms and legs yeah um overkill medieval spawn um clown with like the flipping head like i had them all but like the only one i have left is the original spawn and he's missing literally all of his accessories and uh, most of his paint and he's floppy like if you pick him up like (laughs) and wiggle him you can barely make him stand yeah Um, so i would love to see some of those like from that, that original line, get the same refresh that this is happening. Cause I'm just, right. I mean, every time. I definitely think that's one of the plans and the goals, or at least I would love to see it is to go back and redo. And I think we definitely can do more now since we saw the, the hype around this first one. I think people are even more stoked because I got a ton of DMS yesterday just saying, Hey bro, like your articulation looks awesome on that spawn. Like, sorry for being so critical about it. And, all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it's, I'm, I, I really think we can do something, some really, really cool stuff with this. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was really excited 
Um, you know, and, and Dave can vouch for this. I was like shaking, holding the the Mortal Kombat spawn in my hand at Toy Fair. Like I, I was, I asked, uh, um, you know, if I could just hold it in the packaging. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm holding this. Yeah. Um, the the fact that there was that much, so much energy behind the the need for that spawn, the Mortal Kombat spawn figure that like you can't get it. It is. It makes me so happy to see that you know, there's still so much love for that character after all these years. And with the, the Kickstarter, I mean, how did that, how did the idea go from, all right, let's make a Mortal Kombat spawn because we have the Mortal Kombat license and, you know, and spawn is ours mm-hmm. to let's do a Kickstarter. Yeah. I, I think Todd has had that in the works for a while now, even before I was there. So I know it's been kind of tossed around here and there, but I know Todd like a few months back was like, we need to like, just do it. And they've been sculpting that thing. It seems like forever. And uh, they, uh, they finally were like, let's just announce it. And I know like one thing Todd really wanted to do was kind of bring more positivity into the air from like all the stuff that's going on with the coronavirus and everything. I know he really wanted to just kind of uplift more people, like people's moods and everything. So uh, I think that was one of the, the things that really like kind of pushed it. And I think now's a, a pretty awesome time to do it because not a lot of people are announcing new things either. So um, I, I, I definitely think it was a it was a good call on that end. But there, it's been in the works for a while. I know that. Were you anticipating it kind of hitting that goal as quickly and flying <laughs> darn near close to two million at this point? No, not at all. Like I, I, I knew it was going to pass it, the original hundred thousand. But I was like, oh, maybe like we'll be lucky to get like. 10,000 in the first day. And then, no, it, it hit it in 12 minutes. It's it's funny. Eric and I were talking about this day one. He was like, I knew it was going to pass, but I, he was like, I didn't think it was going to be the first day. And I was like, I am 100% not shocked because just thinking about how much someone like, I have not had a spawn figure in ages. Um, How much like you would want that. Yeah. When I saw it just flying, I was like, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I remember a couple of people coming up to me at Toy Fair and they were like, dude, that thing's going to sell it in minutes. Or like, that, it's going to be, it's going to hit it in minutes. I'm like, I don't know, we'll see. And they were right. So definitely, definitely insane. Because I remember all three of us in our group chat, the uh, me, Nathan, and Noah were all just like updating each other. Bro, it hit it in 12 minutes. And you're just like, oh, it's at almost a million, like in the first few hours. I've never been happier to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. For real. I've also never been happier to be right too. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. I think it definitely shows people now, like you're saying that there is still interest in spawn and this Kickstarter is a definitely a proof, like proof for that. So, you know, we, we've gotten through quite an array of, of things over, over the last, uh, the last 40 minutes we've talked you know, extensively about the things that you collect and, you know, kind of what you're hunting and, you know, what, what your bread and butter is. But mm-hmm. um, we always like to ask people that we know um, who have big collections, two things about said collection, what <laughs> their favorite piece is, which I know mm-hmm. can be tough because it's like picking your favorite kid. Um, yeah. And two, what the absolute like batshit crazy weirdest thing is you have in your collection. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I, I would say. Definitely my favorite thing right now. Like what uh, favorite? That's so hard that you're saying. Uh, I would say, like I love like the 
I've been a, like one of the OG Marvel Legends collectors, and I, I still think the Series Six Deadpool is my favorite with Dupe. Um, I just remember that figure being so sought after, and I was like so proud to have that. Um, definitely, that one will hold a special place in my heart. Um, probably that one, and probably the weirdest one. Oh God, I think that, that's a hard one too. I mean. I would probably, I wouldn't really necessarily say weird. I'd say more like unique is uh, my grandfather is the one that got me into collecting. And he, uh, he did, he made me a lot of custom figures like growing up, like, um, because he used to paint like a ton of model cars and tanks and everything. There'd be a lot of characters that Hasbro or Toy Biz hadn't put out yet. And I was like, Hey, could we like do something with this? And he'd make them for me. So I have like, I have a custom, I have a whole, whole Deadpool core for uh, out of figures so I, I i think that one's like definitely my most unique as well or my most unique that's awesome so your, your grandfather was a uh like a model collector or did he also collect action figures he collected action figures he collected everything he collects dvds he collects marvel legends marvel universe figures um anything dc spawn and he's the one that really got me into all this so wow, that's you. awesome yeah so what does he what does he think about what you're doing now? Oh, he he loves it. He's he's so happy. Like he he's like this is like your dream job, and he he's I'm very like he's very supportive of it, and I, I can't thank him enough. And he uh, I, I give him a few like I'll get him a few figures here and there, and uh, I'm I'm planning on getting him like the whole like DC wave once everything comes out for this year. So very cool. Very cool. That's that's awesome to have that that kind of like familial connection to it. It's, it's yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's definitely really really cool. Well, Ty, thank you so much for for taking the time to be with us today and for putting yourself out there for everyone all the time. You know, t- taking these questions. We know that like you know being on the internet and you know painting that target on yourself definitely attracts uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no for sure but no no thank you for having me too it's it's been a blast and again like if anyone has any questions or anything please feel free like i'm here to talk to you guys so so where can where can they find you where can we send these questions to uh i would say instagram would be the best and it's uh just ty butler underscore photography Awesome. And we'll, we'll keep an eye out for, uh, for any questions that come our way. We'll, we'll send them to you and, you know, um, and we'll keep an eye on the awesome things that you're doing. I, once that, that blue and gray variant Batman comes out, I'm really hoping that you, um, you take that in the spawn figure and recreate the, uh, some of the comic book covers. Of Batman and spawn. Yep. Yep. 100%. <laughs> I think that's kind of the, the idea. So. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Ty, so much for for being here with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem at all. Thanks again, Ty. Yeah, anytime. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both in our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode.
Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. Thank <laughs> you.